When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. What do you do when no one else is watching? What do you do that makes you happy for no reason at all? What are you obsessed with? I'm Leslie Arfin, and I'm a writer, but I'm also a dancer, a painter, a vapor, a dollhouse enthusiast, and basically just an overall hobbyist. My podcast, Filling the Void, is all about what other people are fanatically into. We talk about hobbies, even if you don't have one. Listen to Filling the Void on Tuesdays on the Erios Network. And subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com Hello, listeners. We know a lot of you are really into For All Mankind, which is currently airing on Apple TV Plus, and we're obsessed with it. So we thought we'd share an episode from our Patreon this week. Um, we're doing weekly recaps of For All Mankind, and here is the first episode of Season 3 for your listening pleasure. And if you want to hear uh, more For All Mankind chats, we now have eight episodes up there for Season 3. Head over to patreon.com forward slash the cinema. Bye. Enjoy. Okay. Hi, everyone. Hello. Hello. For All Mankind is here. So we're going to do, uh, as as requested, enough of you have asked for it, so we're going to do weekly For All Mankind Season 3 episode recaps. Like Succession, we jumped in on Season 3 on the weekly recaps. I mean, it takes a while to get you to that level where you want to talk about a show like this and it's happened yeah it's unreal I mean we've been talking about this show non-stop since we started watching it Um, (laughs) it's so good as well that we only finished season 2 a couple of months ago so we're like pretty fresh on it it's not like we've been waiting as long as some of you have so we will say if you're for some reason listening to this and you haven't seen it there will be spoilers for all of season 1 and 2 and season 3 episode 1 uh, but please go watch it. It's on Apple TV Plus, um, the uh, subscription service that we've been touting <laughs> and promoting for free uh, for for a uh, long time now. Um, so let's get into it. Uh, season... And also, if you haven't watched it and you're listening, what are you doing? Yeah, what... Have, get did off. Did you hit play by accident? Or what's happened? Uh, and if you presumably have similar taste in TV to us, or you probably wouldn't be following us for recommendations, you should turn it off, go off and watch it. Thanks very much. It's worth your Apple TV subscription there's 20 episodes already up from season 10 for season one 10 for season two so for your five pounds a month or whatever you'd pay you'll get great value it's so good yeah, okay so, good. so um let's get into it so it is 1992 Two. we are um four years away from the u.s's mission to mars it does what i love a show does 96. when it opens on like kind of News, the exposition dump, montage. which they do seem to do. That seems to be the show's consistent thing. It's done that. In, well, it well, not in the really first well season, but in the second season, it did it. And it's yeah. you need it because it's the alternate history thing. You need to plug in those. And, and we're actually we're looking at the Apple TV Plus interface here. <laughs> and for anyone who doesn't know, you can go and um, if you scroll down a bit, 
Um, there's a whole section called Connecting Seasons 2 and 3 and you can watch all the news reports for every year between 1984 and 1992 which, which is we're, class we're going to do which next. we used to we've done for the other seasons but we've just watched one for this season so far uh, it's unreal so there's kind of three things we're going to talk about first of all there's the minor-ish minor-ish plot but we'll obviously build of the Russian infiltration of NASA yeah. second plot we're going to talk about to a greater extent is the uh, mission to Mars and then the third plot we're going to talk about the is hotel. the space hotel yeah, which space was hotel. a fantastic idea I don't know why they thought um, there would have like why wouldn't there be problems with that like, <laughs> what like what like, the hell is what wrong could possibly with go wrong so let's if start someone invited me to their wedding in space i'd be like absolutely not let's start with margot and the and the russians so so what's interesting is um we just watched the 1984 fake news report about the rogers report yeah. uh which in which was the um the report that looked into the uh, incident the end of season two in which um r.i.p gordy gordo and tracy uh, and the, Gordo the, and Tracy, we need to that. we need to step back for a second and like acknowledge that the show's got a big problem and a big task ahead of it because it lost arguably the two best characters of the show, and that's that's a brave thing to do. It made for an incredible ending of season. They two. need some new blood, and they I don't know. Not to jump ahead, I don't know if Danny uh, Danny yeah. Stevens is an interesting enough. We're character. watching it, thinking they they've aged them up so well and it's so good. But what I'm thinking is in season four like we're gonna need some new younger blood like this is the last time ed's in contention for flying like so yeah. danny's fine and they built him up fairly well and they built up um ed's daughter but other than that like I, presumably in this season they're going to be building up more astronauts well otherwise we've, we've who are we following more like? new characters which we'll get to so um the uh just just go back to the russian stuff so uh, off the back of that incident um reagan um signs a peace a lunar peace treaty with the with the russians which is um they say they give you some real world context at the end of these little behind the scenes things and it tells you that it's actually um there was uh, they did a similar thing in 1987 reagan and the russians um about nuclear uh, disarmament so there was there was a, a sort of a, a somewhat of a, a ceasefire between the two countries it makes so that's feel great a bit following, the, following how like a, like close it came to World War 3 at the end of season 2 it's it makes great me a bit uncomfortable though that it didn't the show didn't before because now the Russian tensions in real life are so high again and it's it's whereas when we were watching it last time it was like oh the Russians used to always be the baddies in movies in like the 80s but now they're not and now it just feels a bit weird again Um, it feels like closer to home than it should I don't know um, it's in- that stuff's all really interesting and yeah we but, see the but uh, look uh, I don't want to talk about the real world that's the whole point of this show no, is to, to escape I'm but just the, saying um, though it feels a bit closer to home than it did before fair but but the, uh, actually what's interesting is that this is um, 1992 and the Soviet Union is still active years past it was active in, in real life and it's more powerful than it ever was in our in our world yeah we but need whereas, to get through the fake, fake news cast and I bet the Berlin Wall hasn't fallen whereas I was going to say today today's Russia is nothing like what we're watching on TV this is the Soviet Union yeah. this is you're talking about Putin and post-Soviet era capitalist Russia oligarchs uh, you know all the the, the billion it's like the, it's a very different landscape whereas like, like this is very much all still KGB and secretive now I know he's still kind of secretly doing a bit of that but anyway um but Margot is still being worked by Sergei. Margot, what are you um, doing? We were watching it and we were like, we were just saying like, one of the strongest things that someone 
must be able to use against you if you're vu- if you're vulnerable is if you're lonely because she has so isolated herself because she lives in her office and has done for at least 20 years now but at least her office has improved <laughs> over the last few decades to the point where she's got a fucking grand piano now she's got a grand uh, she's piano got, she's got a, a lovely setup in the off in like a massive bed i mean it's with her it's, nasa pillow to look at it's lovely but is it lovely to live in your office oh no i mean work-life balance is a disaster for i her. mean i live in my office technically because she work seems happy she seems happy um, no, yeah, she seems really happy. She's so happy that she's leaking confidential um, space information to her Russian <laughs> let, boyfriend. Let's talk about that because yes, she she is lonely, and it is you know that that is part of the reason she has she's being worked, so to speak. But I actually think I I do think Sergei is also lonely, and I think his um his his sort of um. Um, feelings for her are genuine I do believe that but he is yeah he's also being forced or coerced but he's he's kind of seems like from what we had of him in season 2 he's a prisoner of Soviet Russia as well but she set the wheels in motion because they were having that little kind of um, celibate like love affair falling in love with each other and then she gave him a clue to fix something and I can't remember what it was in the last season it was something it was and then he related I don't don't remember the details but it was it was an issue which would have resulted in potential loss of life on that front yeah it was something to do with how they were exploding when they took off remember so she was looking at it from a side so she she felt she had an ethical obligation to help them yeah but then he told people she'd given him the information so that was he he shouldn't have done that because then they then they started squeezing him I think I presume that's when it happened and what will we learn in that brief phone call that they in the course of the 10 years um she well they've kind of been helping each other so there it's kind of an, an exchange of information and I, I i would imagine she's still operating under the same principle of we're on the same team me and sergey and we're doing it for science but really it's gonna They're come doing back it to compromise it's her. gonna come back to bite her in the ass because it's Yes, her and Sergey are scientists. Yes, they have a common um, goal to get to the mar- to Mars, but they're living. She can't ignore that they are living in a very um, in a geopolitical landscape which has a fragile p- peace treaty. I love the way they split the moon that literally down, yeah, the, down the middle. <laughs> and also, like there's still a race so, for space. Like the Russians and them are competing over who'll get to Mars. Yeah, so I think it's all going to unravel for her. In but the I season. think what's worse about it is they're giving it's a quid pro right they're giving each other tidbits but at some point I think what's going to happen is they'll have built up her trust to an extent and then they're going to give her incorrect information and fuck them yeah at, at a pivotal she, moment she is she's um, uh, she's fra- she's in a fragile position it's like a, tr- a typical con thing where they like um, they'll often when you're being conned by someone out of money they'll actually give you a lot of money at the start Say if it's like yeah. because of Ponzi schemes and stuff. So you like start receiving money. You think this is valid. And then you put more money and then you start losing money. So at the moment they're giving each other valid information. She's like, you really helped us with She's whatever. She's in a risky information. You're right. And it's probably going to come down to um, the, the, because it's all about the Mars, the mission to Mars. Now the Russians want to get there yeah. first again. But I also think the other thing is that she's personally being undermined. And if they don't give her the wrong information, they'll, they'll do something personal to her, whether it's exposing her or, Pulling the rug out from under her, like she's in a bad state yeah. now. And I love the nineties of it all when she gets out of her bed and like gets into the office and opens the door and it's just full of cans of Slim Fast. <laughs> what I like, about, yeah, what I like about this show is that like it's um, 
it keeps a lot of the world the same and familiar so you get all that sort of nostalgic stuff yeah the, but the, there was the a total recall element where she was like this and the lights came on yeah the, which is well i think that technology probably did exist around then maybe not uh, but but the um i love seeing um how much technology is but like there's there's a few little bits we get her um assist her assistant has an assistant now and the, the yeah her assistant's she, much more senior she's now. got like a pda um, with like a touchscreen capability we see touchscreen used a lot up on the space hotel and it's completely like as we know it today completely intuitive which does do you remember touchscreen in the 90s like the, whenever it existed like it was it dreadful it, it was just like do you remember on like pop in information screens at a museum i don't or even think it was the 90s it I was, say it was not the responsive yeah probably early i noughties. love when the assistant said something to her and then said that's good and she said please just relay the facts to me not your opinion <laughs> yeah 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 um and uh, what else about the technology? Yeah, all this, the screen clarity is like in, in, insanely good, like as good as we have today. Yeah. Like we're talking 1080p levels on the, and the, the hotel, uh, uh, the wedding pictures that we're displaying on the screen. I was thinking the hotel like, wedding montage was just an Instagram montage from like 2020. Yeah, like that's, that just wouldn't, yeah, that wouldn't have existed in 1992. But the that. race to Mars, I like it because we need something to propel us forward again. We already had you know the space race stuff we're yeah. so past now they needed to do the mars thing and we didn't get much of it in this we get we get um a quick test with a, a leader and mission control she's testing an engine that they're going to use to get to mars um on, from the moon from the moon she's testing it remotely and um, she's another character they built up in last season and so it's good that she's back but she's not an astronaut so well but she's going to the moon and you get this um uh, li- nice little scene i really enjoyed the scene um in her house where margot comes oh, her dad is to back. dinner and when her dad came yeah. back i I'm like my heart filled it's I, so it nice. was so wonderful to see him back and like but also like i love that they when they're jumping 10 years they don't have to make be ceremonious about any of these things like you don't have to have the big reunion it's just like the fact that he just showed up with enchiladas yeah. it's just like it, it the normality of all that yeah. being like wow i'm so like it shows the time has passed and it was actually that very resolved. um i think a very uh, common enough probably thing like he makes the enchiladas so we're like oh he's so sweet making enchiladas and i'm like god i'd love to eat them but then they're like but our son's lactose intolerant they're really annoying and you're like oh it's that thing where like someone's trying to help but they're actually not listening to what the help that is needed yeah. and i just think that moment was a very nice kind of example of just a normal kind of slightly non-functioning but loving family and then i also really admire um what they've done in in terms of the makeup i was saying to dave that they've like they've aged everyone up but it's subtly like i think makeup has obviously come along such a long way in terms of movies but like they used to be when they'd age someone up they'd have wrinkles painted on everyone and be like why are their cheeks so wrinkly and like you know their chins and like places that people don't tend to wrinkle in 10 years but what they seem to have done is put on some added some wrinkles onto their existing wrinkles so that when they smile or frown that those lines are like exaggerated and i really admire that it's subtle enough they've all gone a little grayer they have a few more wrinkles but it's not like it's it's often done very poorly and it's just done. they all look like they, they just are that age now yeah it, it it's it's a they've done an incredible job and i think the actors the rest the the other part of it is the actors and their performance and the way they carry themselves the only one who didn't it, age up and they should have aged him up a little bit was tracy and gordo's son the, old, the one who got married, yeah. He looks the, exactly the same. But, I, but yeah, but then, I mean, it's only 10 years. What was he, 19? He's 29 now. I guess. The right? other brother I mean, is aged like, up a bit to be um, the mopey brother from the staircase. 
Oh God! Yeah, let's get let's get What's back. Same Dane Dehan. Well, let's let's talk. He does look like Dane Dehan. Um, let's talk about everything that's happening at the space hotel then, because there's not much else to say. It's about such Mars a great idea the for the start of the season to have a space hotel. So Danny's brother, I forget his name. Um, um, Dan- I mean, he was never really a character, so we don't know him. Danny's brother is the really interesting. Had one of the most interesting moments in this episode where he gets up and uh, ruins know, his brother's wedding. Ruins his brother's <laughs> wedding with an anti NASA sort of. Um, speech and um there that's an interesting one because again in that uh please do watch this extra um beh- um the news footage um that, that, that they've got as, as bonus material on apple tv plus but the um they show which they didn't really spotlight at the beginning of this episode that there has been there, there was wide um protests against nasa's point of view about the jamestown disaster and the rogers report so I think what they're hinting at here is that there's a sort of a, um, well, a disenfranchisement in um, potentially America's youth or a sort of an anti-NASA sort of sway, which could become a bigger plot. It's probably and like the kind of the anti-Vietnam movement, you know, where you're like, the youth of the country are not supportive of this kind of now dinosaur thing, really. Like they're, like they're burning billions of dollars in this stupid space stuff, like. And people are actually dying, etc. I love the little bit that they showed us as an aside in the intro where they were like, global warming isn't happening because of the adapt- adaptation yeah, to nuclear, nuclear power. Nuclear power, yeah. So I think there's just... Oh God, fossil, this... fossil fuels were gone a lot quicker. Or... Yeah, there's just so much like under the surface of the show. Like, yeah. I think I think it must be such a fun job for people who's, who's who are just coming up with like, oh, how could reality be different? But same... Um, Joe Kylie, um, uh, our our friend and one of our patrons here, um, texted me when I was watching this to say it's uh, it is like um, he said it's like painful sometimes watching this show and seeing what we could have had, Do you know. In some I ways. know we it's could like... have had a Beatles reunion concert. <laughs> yeah, the um... sometimes it confuses me though. I still don't understand why John Lennon didn't die in this reality. Well, well, John Lennon didn't die and Margaret Thatcher did. She was um, killed by the IRA. So, <laughs> yeah. It's... I think, yeah, a, I think some, of that, some of that they're just yeah. having a fair they're just having fun with like oh look this is a fun alternative reality where the the carbon thing actually kind of makes sense I love but I yeah, love that that's what's so good it. about this show is that they take um, a small idea and then just follow it to its natural conclusion right yeah. anyway let's talk about the space hotel so we've uh, so Karen so first of all I want us to renew our vows in a space hotel okay great for uh, our 10 year anniversary I, I look forward to to paying 10 billion dollars <laughs> to Elon Musk to fly up in his space penis. Well, that's fine because our Apple remember, TV remember sponsorship last year or two years that. ago when all the um, all him and Jeff, Jeff Bezos and all the fucking stupid billionaires in Silicon Valley launched space penises at the same time. Well, do you not remember when and William Shatner when went, Shatner up, Shatner went up? Yeah, yeah, that yeah. was cool. Um, but it was so stupid. But it was cool. that's the equivalent of this. It, it took us a long. Yeah. That it's basically the same. It's kind of the same thing. It's just a big public affairs well, showy thing. It's not. It, it is. It's making the news down. Well, on yeah, planet but this Earth, is the their wedding. stunt for launching it. But That's in reality, I mean. the business. I think the business premise is actually very sound. You've got an experienced business guy, and you've got Karen Baldwin, who's the face of like NASA's favorite. Oh, it's a superhero. Gr- yeah, it's a like, great, it's a great idea. Bus- it's not just a publicity yeah. stunt like that weird other stuff. Was. It was the only bit of clunky dialogue I thought was in uh, when um, Ed says to her. I still remember when you came into my office 10 years ago and I thought you were going to pitch a restaurant too. And you said to me, this is the future of whatever. It's just like, I hate, I hate it's when like, they write It's like, lads, we get like, it. 
do you remember what you said to me? And I'm going to tell you now. I just love that. Though he was kind of a cheesy character and I actually hadn't said it I today. didn't think he was going I, to die. In my head, I was like, someone has to die in this Sam, episode. Sam, sorry is his name. Yeah, Sam, I was yeah. thinking someone has to die and Sam's just the right amount of we know him from last season that he resonated with us slightly, but really, we don't give a fuck. He's but just really, money. It's a really weird one, him, because they introduced him late into season two. Like the first half of the season, they kept talking about Tracy's husband. And then we're like, I was like, oh, he's not a character. But he is a character. Then suddenly he shows up. But only and to be an antagonist to Gordo. With, with Gordo. And then I'm like, and then he sort of funds Karen's thing. And now he's dead. And it's just like, no, but what's what that called? It, yeah, but David, that's called, what's it called? Fridging. It happens to women all the time. When women only. <laughs> yeah, you're right. When women yeah, in yeah, movies, yeah. their plots only serve to propel the man's plot yeah, along, right? Oh my God, you're right. So in the last Reverse season, fridging. he only existed to uh, add fuel to Gordo's jealousy and get Gordo, like, primed to go back to space. Yeah. And in this season, he only existed to fund the hotel and die in a lift. Honestly, though, I mean, maybe you're right. He just existed for that purpose. But it it, it just feels like this show is so um, finely tuned. Do you know what I mean? And yeah. everything is so perfect. It's just like that, they created that him. felt like a loose thread to me. But it didn't feel like a loose thread. It made enough sense. He's a billionaire businessman who's attached to NASA and have, would have a relationship with Karen look I guess yeah about. he's created the space I hotel. mean like they, anyway, we didn't need we, to know any more about him there's no time to mourn him let's talk about the space hotel because I think it's pretty awesome design uh, I thought it was really cool I love that opening shot where we see Karen waking up and we zoom out I love that um, Karen has the Rachel haircut as well rocking it <laughs> yes 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 the she haircut looks, I wanted she looks amazing I wanted that haircut for so long in my life I finally gave up trying to get it I just couldn't what you the, it needed more hairspray than I was ever willing to commit <laughs> yeah fair but she yeah Dave's like god she looks amazing and I was like Dave that's because she's not really 50 <laughs> I know, yeah. she just has makeup <laughs> I was on. like oh she looks so good for her age <laughs> um, <laughs> Dave's head they are the age you're watching <laughs> they're such good actors I also thought... as a side point by the way yeah and uh, when Margo opened her drawer full of slim fast and Dave said why would she have slim fast she is slim and I'm like because she lives in a fat phobic patriarchal society like let yeah. us not forget that no but this is an alternate uh, version of the world where yeah where the, the patriarch, fat the patriarch phobic patriarchy. doesn't exist and by the way Ellen was going to be the president of the United yeah, States yeah that's a bit instead we, of Bill Clinton I love that happened in the opening <laughs> yeah, 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 so yeah. poor Ellen she's still presumably living in the closet with the husband but doing very well for herself so I, I guess she's going to be president after Clinton when they're in Mars, she's going to well, be Well, right, they're probably going to cover... Because we're going we're gonna, to... The season's going to end in 96, surely, right? Um, surely beyond. So... No, I sorry, this season. So, as in, this season has to bring us to Mars, surely. So we're going to... We're gonna, it has to because gonna the end of the last years. season showed Mars. So probably halfway through the series, we're going to have the election, I would think. Right? She's going to be president, I think. Yeah. Yeah, surely. I'd be surprised if she's not. And then... I hope she is. Get that fucking Bill Clinton out of there. I love that what's she... What's your problem with... What's your beef with Bill Clinton? Because he's sleazy. I don't like him. Um, okay. Anyway. <laughs> he's a sleaze. Like, look what he did to Monica Lewinsky. Yeah, okay. Anyway, um, Margot would never do, do let's that. Not, let's not go down this road at all. Um, um, okay, so... Margot lives in a sexless uh, sham marriage. Let's talk about the... Let's talk, <laughs> I'm actually... No, you're talking about Ellen. Sorry, um, Ellen. I'm yeah. looking, for, oh, what I'm looking forward to revisiting Ellen because that is, is one of the saddest. Um, I know, I love really Helen. I, I was only being facetious there. Yeah. I actually love her. Um, the other thing I was uh, want to talk about quickly that's actually the first time the show's bugged me. What? Um, what's her name? Who supposedly got all this radiation poisoning and was going to die and lose her sight and have cancer and everything. Oh, she seems uh, totally fine. Uh, that Molly, they, they implied Pop. she's yeah. lost her sight, but like, like they were like, if you're going to Well, they didn't imply it. She has a guide dog, so... I guess, but it's, like, it's, it's but they were like, stated. but like, 
she they were like you're gonna get cancer within like a year and die and this is 10 years on now i i just feel like no they said they'd want to have made to, her look they, i don't know if they gave her that much of a well no one told her because she never told anyone she got the radiation poisoning yeah. but they were like she was going to die but they all young. had that watch thing and it was like if this goes green you're dead or whatever yeah, i know and then she never from what we know went i to would imagine she's going it. to die in this oh hun- she has to yeah um but it kind of annoys me the the way they're fighting between Ed and Ed and Danielle, Danielle are going to be yeah. Who's which one of them is going to? But I enjoy that. They're Surely sparring. Ed's Ed, well, Ed's got a, just injured himself badly, right? In this episode, so I'd imagine it's going to be Danielle. Yeah, Ed will be on the ground. I hope. I kind of hope it will be Danielle. I love her. She's I'm, so I'm cool. team science, but I actually found um, Molly and Margot's uh, debate about which one of them is the right candidate quite interesting because I kind of did see Molly's point that uh, she described Danielle as too cerebral um, I really enjoyed that academic you argument need someone, you need someone who's like just thinks fast and, and, and to be fair we've seen Ed do that on several occasions um, but then I thought it was interesting because they're like yeah but you, Ed will get you to Mars but what's he going to exactly, do afterwards that's, that was her uh, Margot's counterpoint just yeah. three months to get there it's two years of a mission Yeah, and you kind of and she probably would be the more reliable choice but anyway, I just love I love their relationship. I love that they're still going. I thought I they, love they that were they're two... friends and they must really miss Gordo because remember the three of them used to always meet up for a drink and say what was that thing they used to say again? Hi Bob. Aww. Um it's, it is sad. But I, I, I okay, there has to be a scene in this where they both go to Gordo's grave with a glass of whiskey and do the yes, high bob thing. Love it, love yeah, it. Give me that. Um, I'm also I really think, happy for I, her that she's remarried after her last husband died and stuff. Um yes, I think that's a nice plot. And there's some of the new characters they're introducing. And I think the son, uh, Elijah was his name, I, I can't I can't remember. Um, he um, that's clearly they're putting some foundation in uh, to build a relationship with him and Danny's brother as some sort they're, they're gonna they're, the they're gonna join some sort of anti-NASA yeah. protest and that's going somewhere well the brother he, definitely is I don't know about um, her stepson yet he's kind of on the he fence seems just quite, a bit bored at a wedding as well, yeah though. well he seemed quite disillusioned or interested in it he was leaning into the speech because I was thinking after that speech I probably wouldn't want to go and hang out with that dude but what made me laugh is it just goes to show that when your parents drag you to a wedding where you don't know anyone it doesn't matter if it's in Cork or on the moon it's still really boring yeah and you can still find a way to smoke a joint in, in an <laughs> event I love that he did he learned it from his mother I know um, I thought um, uh, Joel Kinnaman and Chris Marshall who plays uh, Danielle I think they, they both did a really good job of kind of carrying themselves quite differently or acting yeah, quite they felt the, older they were slower more so they um, were also in quadruple G or whatever <laughs> yeah <laughs> now let's talk about that because that I think it was an awesome I was glad you were to explain because I actually didn't understand what was happening Dave had to explain the gravity thing to me once the cake thing happened I understood it anyway but before the cake thing sunk I was like I don't know well it's a classic Star Trek thing and you know there's you know the creator of this show Ronald D. Moore um, you know cut his teeth on Star Trek The Next Generation Where's um, the holodeck? That's what they should have had. That would have been. Amazing. I mean, they'll get in in the year two thousand and four. In the next season, they'll have a holodeck. They'll have Tracy and Gordo holodeck. At this range, yeah, yeah. The um, but he uh, it was a it's a classic Star Trek thing to uh, it's a trope almost to have a oh uh, blah 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 the quantum flux capacitor is gonna <laughs> we got to do this X with it and then another character will be like. Uh, oh yes, like putting too much uh, air into a balloon. <laughs> you have to, you have to have a grounded analogy. Yeah. For, so, and and we got that with um, the wedding cake. Ed. Well, we saw the wedding cake. There was a lot of visual exposition, um, uh, but there was a brilliant one um, where Ed's new wife throws a shoe at him, 
and it just flops onto the bed immediately in front of her. Like it doesn't. Yeah. It, it, it doesn't fly. But then the really good explanation was from Gordo's son when he goes, it's like walking with another person on your back. With someone else and I was back, like, yeah. thanks, I needed that. Like I still <laughs> didn't quite get it. Well, it's quite simple. Like your weight is determined by the, like we all have the same, uh, like one G on planet Earth. That's, that's what the measurement is. Mm-hmm. So two G would be, you'd be twice as heavy. You would feel twice so as So 2G is you on you Christmas like Day after down. your Christmas dinner. Yeah, exactly. It's a 2G <laughs> kind of day. Boxing day. Um, so I thought it was a really good um, sort of disaster it setup. It was a great I will, setup. I will say it felt a little bit like it, it, it was the second half of the episode and it was kind of half, but half an hour. I felt like in previous seasons, like in the Jamestown uh, disaster at the end of season two, we kind of, uh, we, we were in it for two episodes like an episode episode and a half maybe even two um you know and to be fair it was the season finale but i think they need to move along with this it felt a little bit like this is only the opener though this is only i know but this is setting up danny as a hero it's setting danny up as a hero he's the true heir to tracy and gordo unlike the other fella (laughs) and he is um a creep because he played that song yeah what that him and what's her name uh, Karen him and Karen yeah. shagged to that Elvis song and then he played it as his wedding song what the fuck yeah was that about I love and that. I was fully that expecting was so him good. to maintain to, to, to glance a sneaky eye contact at her to, to, to being like but he didn't which is interesting is, well, it, this is, is it just why, like a power thing no I think it's like what we talked about in our Top Gun review where we said that Tom Cruise sorry Maverick can only have sex when he's listening to Take My Breath Away and I think that guy I think Tom Cruise can only have sex actually I don't think Tom Cruise has sex (laughs) but I think Danny gets his rocks off to that song but he did play it deliberately in a room in Karen's hotel where he knew Karen would be like that's fucking weird yeah that that was really weird and I love that um, Baldwin goes oh I've never heard that song played like that and Karen's like "Uh." (laughs) (laughs) um it's, it was nice to see Karen and Ed though as a divorced couple being very nice and yeah, each other. And what made me sad though and, and made me really dislike Ed in this episode as a whole really was How he um, was treating his new so wife. awful to his he new was wife. Awful to her, she yeah. was like it was actually a very kind of abusive situation where like um, what can happen in those kind of abusive relationships where the woman's just having a good time and he's like you're embarrassing yourself you've done this he's like yeah, that, it was very odd because she was doing nothing. She, she was, was just literally dancing was the in the dance floor. in the corner yeah. of the wedding. You wouldn't dance, but she was just really nice and and like smiley from what we could see. And he was bringing her down. And I was thinking, if I was her, I'd have been absolutely livid. You brought me all the way up here for the stupid wedding of like your your dead friend's kid. Then you make a fool of me, and now there's fucking four G, and I can't even well, throw a shoe at you. I completely agree with you. <laughs> like you can, um, and her jewelry all went out the window. Oh, that was quite exciting. That was a when really good scene. The, um, I thought she might have died and then Ed would have been already... Because Ed the, needs to spiral very quickly. It kind of feel like anyone could have died. I thought Danny might have died at the no. end. No. I said I to think, Dave, he, they literally cannot kill Danny because he's our only, like, fresh... He's the the fresh blood that we yeah, know the yeah, most. Yeah, you're right. You need him. But I, it was a class ending... Sh- I, I love that Danny rescued it. Like, Danny's... like, But, like, his parents would have done one better and, like, only wrapped in duct tape as they did it. I think... Yeah, I think... I think... Um, where they're probably going to go now is Danny is going to be, as you said, even more of a hero, just like his parents. And, and they said that he'd been the brother, drinking. The, I think he'll start drinking again. Because they mentioned that he just sobered I up. think that's boring. Uh, that's not really interesting. Maybe, but then why bring it up, though? 
I think it's just to show that he's had, you know, some trouble in his past. Maybe. But the, I think the, um, I think what it's going to do is it's going to drive even a further wedge between um, him and his brother. Or oh, his yeah. Brother and NASA. So that, his brother's I, I'm, I'm like literally off getting going. stoned while the other brother's saving the world. Like. Yeah. And I, I also um, look forward to seeing more of Ed and Karen's daughter because she's in the Antarctica and she was on the same program so she's obviously doing something really interesting with the Navy like submarines that, and shit yeah, in Antarctica I'm quite interested so I'm really that. interested because I think that will play that will have a bit she'll have a big role in the season because she's the other character we know the most the new, newer blood yeah. um, so that stuff's all class what else do we want to talk about that might be it oh the end shot though with Danny just going around the propellers was yeah so that, was, that was good I just love, I just, the show's so good. Like, we went to see Jurassic World on Friday and it was so crap. And, um, review to come, <laughs> no spoilers. But, um, yeah, like, this was, this we were like, we should have stayed home and watched one Mankind. hour. One hour of this show is like 10 times and more entertaining than three hours of that fucking nonsense. Yeah. It's just so good. And I just hope, I think it's gonna be like Succession and, the Warrior and Game of Thrones and all those big shows where like the buzz around the new season three will make people go back and watch the older seasons. I think it's getting there. I think yeah. it's a good word of mouth is going around. It's just a hard platform to get people onto, I think. Just guys, you, you've got the power as well to just tell tell everyone about the show. Every, <laughs> loads of people have messaged us Nobody's talking though. about this enough. Loads of people, like not patrons actually messaged us to say they started it because we talked about it so much in our end of year review episode over on the main feed. So that made me really happy as well. Yeah. Um, so I'm thrilled. So look, thanks for but listening, look, guys. I, we, we're looking at the screen here, which is very helpful that Apple have this all their faces on the screen for us to see the characters. So Ellen, we actually never saw Ellen in this episode. No, just in so some I'm news. So I'm dying footage. to see yeah, her. I know, I can't wait. Um, and I'm, I'm, I'm interested to see all the sort of personal plots because we didn't get a lot of... Um, this is an establishing episode, really. Yeah, we, did, just, we didn't get a lot of sort of um, emotional or, or character development or where, where, they're, where, where they're going to be challenged. And I'm quite interested to see Ed and Karen. Ed just, um, I've been on a dark road since season one. Ed, like Ed is clearly, I mean, I agree with you. I think Ed was treating his new wife very poorly. Um, and but, he rolled his eyes about her to Karen. Like, I'm sorry now, I'm not divorced, but I would have, and married to a new person, but I would imagine... If I was, and I caught him rolling his eyes about me to his ex-wife, I would fuck. Oh yeah, walk yeah, yeah. Out But the but door. I think it's there's something Ed is not happy. I think, and that's I think that's going to become. But quite, he's been like that since clear. this Sunday, though. Yeah, but for various different re- there's a different discontentment going on. I don't think he's happy with his new wife. Is, is no, but he's not he's happy taking, with anything. And he's taking it out on her. Yeah. Um. Anyway. Let's also, he's he's injured himself now, so presumably Danielle will lead the mission tomorrow, so he'll be livid. Yeah. Or he'll also be happy for her. It's What's going to happen in the space hotel? I don't know. They Can f- it survive that kind of bad PR? Like, and it's a not like that's really bad. Because they were like, "Oh, the wedding's happening, and bookings are going it's through the roof." Insanely dangerous. I'd be like, canceling. Like my they trip. almost all died. That whole thing with the lift as well and sand. Like that was like the lift was so clever because I was thinking, like, would you, in gravity, would, a lift would like would you go? Down. Would you go to a hotel um, for your wedding if you know that the person who built the hotel died in a tragic accident no um also related the only to the reason, safety of the hotel the only reason they didn't all die was because gordo and tracy's son was there like like that's <laughs> yeah. the only reason <laughs> they were incredibly lucky it was right up to 4.06 4, like 4. g like ed baldwin couldn't save him like that. and they had in fairness now they've set your man danny up very well to be like oh danny's unreal like maybe they actually maybe they just also, danny was like having sex as the g thing happened and i was wondering what that kind of effect would have had 
he was like did you feel that he was wife and i was like what like but they 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 didn't touch in that too much yeah <laughs> you want to know what extra g sex is like <laughs> no i just thought that I was, imagine a, it was pretty sluggish i thought that was an interesting just someone on someone on top of you on top of it'd be like four people on top oh of yeah because basically they were like uh <laughs> They they made a point of them having sex at that moment anyway, which I thought was kind of interesting. Also, when Karen and Karen and uh, the other hotel owner came to like tell everyone in the wedding room, you know, oh guys, this is the evacuation uh, protocol. I was like, would you not have made an announcement over the tannoy because at least the bride and groom aren't in the room? Like, fair enough, you might notice that like the young lads gone off smoking, but yeah. you'd have been like, wait, there's people missing from this room. She might have noticed that Ed wasn't in the room. Like, <laughs> yeah, no, but right. the stuff with her and Danny is interesting now because I'm like. Yeah, I'm dying to see what happens with that because that music, that song was too weird. Yeah, what's going to go on there? <laughs> okay, right. Thanks, right. everyone. Thanks for listening. listening. Let us know what you thought uh, in the comments. Keep keep it spoiler free in the Even comments. Even just let just us know deep. in the comments if you're listening to this because we don't know how many people are going to listen and Patreon doesn't tell us, weirdly, so we never know. Um, yeah, all your comments, all your theories for the next episode. Can't wait to see them, but send them, maybe send theories in private message so that people don't see them. I think you can anything. yeah okay yeah just just be mindful of spoilers in the comments yeah. and uh, yeah but spoil DM us if you want to get get into it yeah yeah which we are more than happy to do yeah <laughs> all right thanks everyone Bye. see you next week Acast powers the world's best podcasts here's a show that we recommend. What do you do when no one else is watching? What do you do that makes you happy for no reason at all? What are you obsessed with? I'm Leslie Arfin, and I'm a writer, but I'm also a dancer, a painter, a vapor, a dollhouse enthusiast, and basically just an overall hobbyist. My podcast, Filling the Void, is all about what other people are fanatically into. We talk about hobbies, even if you don't have one. Listen to Filling the Void on Tuesdays on the Erios Network and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com. Hi, my name is Kay Adams, and to be honest, I'm not so good with the aging process, so I enlisted my old chum, the filter-free Cara McKenzie, to advise. Could you imagine being a porn star? The room would need to be really hot for me to strip <laughs> off. To be honest, she's not much help, but she is rather amusing. And along with some great guests, Joe Brand, Andy Oliver, Anton Dubeck, Ruth Langsford, and Craig Revel Horwood, darling, we are learning how to be 60. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.